0: Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Scenes of Happiness. I'm your host, Christoph Spiesens. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm really excited to be talking with Seb Wiechmann today, who helps professionals find their purpose and then guides them into becoming consultants who are truly connected to their passion. Seb is a learning and development expert and a master NLP and business coach who, in 2014, won the Super Coach Award. But Seb's journey has not always been straightforward and that is going to be the cornerstone of our conversation today, I am sure. Good morning, Seb. How are you today?
1: First off, it's a pleasure to be here. That was a pretty good summary. Um, I really look forward to talking to you and uh, to the audience today as well. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to have you on the show. Now, Seb,
0: looking at your profile on LinkedIn alone, one will see Melbourne, Madrid, London, Tallinn. <laughs> My goodness, you have been truly global. It's through um, the world. Yeah. Uh, can you give the listener a, a kind of a top level overview in a nutshell of your journey, if that's even possible?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, you know, once I get asked those questions, Christopher, I, I seem to 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 share my life with people. You know, that's kind of so. I'll try to keep it really short here. Look, I I've always been inspired by learning about different cultures, getting to know the different ins and outs of how people live. You know, learning different languages and so. When I was about 25, having worked for Sony um, early on and part led a, a company in the in the competitive arena, training professional athletes, I kind of was burned out with about 25 and said to myself, you know, there must be more to life. So I packed my bag, said goodbye to my support network, to my family, friends, and left to Australia initially, not even speaking the language, believe it or not, mm. uh, 15 years ago. And... Um, really found my feet there. And since then I have been, you know, on that on that love journey, if you will, to discover the world a little bit and, and living my passion as well, and helping people along the way. So uh, as a really quick uh, sum up here, I'm very passionate about that.
0: Absolutely, and you mentioned burned, you were burnt out at the age of 25. Um, wow, that's um, burnout is a big word these days i believe the other day it was recognized by the medical profession as an official condition now as well um something that more and more people are struggling with but you had it at a very young age why did why did it strike you at such a young age
1: you know i think there are different levels to burnout. you know and regardless if the medical profession puts a label on that, I think that we all define that ourselves somehow. <clears throat> and for me the burnout, how I can describe it, was more around Christoph, the fact that, you know, when I was sitting in my living room on my on my blue couch and really contemplated upon my life, <clears throat> Germans um have that structure around CVs and looking into the future. And there needs to be um, a progression in the career that is without mm. any, any, any holes and, and leaps, Right. So, and I remember, Christopher, I, I said at one stage in my life, you know, there must be more to life. You know, I can't, I mean, that certainly can't be it. Right. And I always had that mentality of working hard and digging my feet into, into a number of things in terms of study and um, part owning um, smaller or part managing a smaller company and then working for bigger corporations. And I, I just felt, um, I just felt, what's a better word for it? Yeah, type it's, it's, it's of, of, of burnout, right? Mm. Where, that, where I just thought, you know, there must just be more to life. Yeah. And I think we all, and the viewers as well, sorry, in the, the, the audience as well, probably have those moments in life where we say, is that all? You know, is this all what I'm doing to go to work every day to pay, to pay my bills? And I think there, we all have to answer the questions ourselves. I think there's certainly
0: a passion we want to live by yeah sure makes sense and Zeb, when you were in australia you Mm. were i'm going to use the word blessed here but you were blessed by Mm. uh, an experience that was quite traumatic at the time but provided you the stillness you were craving for right um the spiritual awakening Mm, very true and in fact it led to the title of your first book Instant silence. and t- Tell us a little bit more about what happened and why it was so
1: transformational for you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the question. It's a, it's you know we all have, I guess, periods or moments within our life that are that are more significant or more cutting than others. And this is, you know, you're really talking about a very, very significant time in my life. And you know, I very early on in about. About 2009, 2010, I started looking into something called neuro-linguistic programming. And you alluded to the fact that I'm a master NLP practitioner as well. Mm-hmm. I have helped many people uh, through, through these types of strategies and methodologies through perceiving the world in a, in, in a light that they inspire to perceive the world by. And, you know, um, in, in 2010, around... Um, in the beginning, I was a learner myself, obviously, and you know you know in the beginning, I obviously did it to to myself inspire not self inspire myself but to 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 work through my own struggles in life as well and um to grow into a person or becoming a person I knew <clears throat> I can become mm-hmm. but I also knew that I had to break through or or dissolve some of my old conditioning that really prevented me from moving. Uh, purposefully, in with bigger Talbot a bigger towards a a uh, future that I that I would like to work towards to. So eventually, I taught NLP on different stages. Um, and in 2012, you know, I remember um, having one of my my big events with with 100 plus people in the room, guest speakers fly, flying in, VIP guests, radio, uh, TV on on spot and so on. And I felt, you know, in retrospect, obviously, and you don't quite contemplate that or understand that at the time but i was really on that on that search Christoph, to to build, to feel and to see myself being someone you know mm. being seen being uh-huh. heard mm. feeling feeling strong around the fact that you know you have 100 plus people in the room and they're looking at you right and i really I got a I got a sense of accomplishment, a sense of wow, you know, look at me, type of thing, and this is obviously truly ego-based, and mm. um, you know, nowadays such a such a you know bullshit for me to live by. I'm not anymore uh, aspire at all to be that person. Well, knowing that if you look at, into the world of professional speaking, there are lots of people like this out there. But what happened, and I'm very, very um, blessed and and grateful and honored. And at the same time, I was incredibly challenged by that experience as I um, just quite randomly got introduced to a person um, that later on really opened up a totally new world where, for the first time, um, I, I truly experienced silence of my mind. And that actually initially happened after a severe car accident. Mm-hmm. Where um, tiredness, cre- tiredness, cre- tiredness creeped in um, driving across the Nullarbor in Australia, 3,000 kilometers or 2,500 kilometers from uh, Perth on the west coast to Adelaide, wow.
0: um,
1: mm-hmm. and then to Melbourne as well. And what happened was I flipped the car with 120 k's an hour, ended up in a spinal unit, and then ended up being transported with an airplane to a special spinal clinic where I saw myself tucked into a spinal unit. Um, being faced with the fact that if I would only move an inch that I may be paralyzed and mm-hmm. after that experience 24 hours moving on I had a true moment of silence and that was the first glimpse of an experience that really carried through and carrying through to this day after which um, or after the event that I ran initially um, when I met that, this, this person um, I just um, would not like to, to mention her name but she was a very extremely potent, extremely important person in my life
0: okay.
1: um, that really opened me up to a totally new experience, which I nowadays as well infuse into my uh, consulting session, um, which is umbrellaed or encompassed by the, by the main term, mindfulness. But it's really a sense of saying, you know, how do we actually dissolve right now a part of our mind if it doesn't serve? the best goods that we are after right now right mm-hmm. so i have a big a big conference to give just in a, in a couple of hours and you know there's a bit of fear maybe creeping in creeping in of pe- meeting people that you don't may know uh-huh. um and you 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 help yourself through mindful techniques to just calm down i think it's a, it's a beautiful way of, of, of integrating even into life Yes and I'm sure you can sing songs about that yourself, knowing uh, oh absolutely a little bit as well yes. in that sense yeah. crystal mm, totally thank you for, thank you for sharing seb uh, well oh, pleasure the, pleasure the, the,
0: the big conference and the group events that you mentioned before the, the the fear and the nerves and the anxiety do kick in I mean we're not robots, right it's mm. knowing that you have an opportunity to acknowledge it and then transcend it in, in your own way, in a way that suits you. I don't think uh, that could be an LP, that could be more spiritual, it could be anything. And there's different tools out there for different people. Um, as long as you find a way of relaxing into into the moment, because that way you can enjoy it more and, and your audience will enjoy it
1: more as well. Absolutely. I totally, I couldn't agree more, Christoph,
0: yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the Super Coach Award
1: yeah pleasure um i was uh, working in the past for a bigger company actually helping people and leading teams of helping people um that wanted to with with the aim to transition into new careers right so we work with all sorts of different uh, profiles and really to to allow them to um to not just create purpose and direction and a sense of passion for what they do professionally but also to and help them through a rigorous process through soft and hard skills to really um, move towards a new career through oh. career transitioning um, or in the career, transition, career transitioning industry. And the Super Coach Award was awarded to me um, based on best practice in a leadership capacity. We in the past had five um, leading groups that were heading, uh, I guess, the um, the department, if you will. And our team consistently outperformed all of the results of all other teams. Wow. Mm-hmm. so and that was really curious. Um, and the reason or, or how we did it was, you know, I didn't just as a, as a lead of that team, I didn't just look at KPIs, for example, um, and ask everyone to to adhere to those kPIs. What, what we did in in return, we had um, face-to-face conversations at mm-hmm. all times on a continuous space to really really individualize and to really understand and to really i wanted to get under the skin of things of what really drives them of what uh-huh. makes them tick if you will and you know once you find that trigger in people's life it really makes them you know put their chest up and say you know i am someone i want to go somewhere in life i think this is the point of true transformation the point where we can, as a, as, a, as humanity, we can accomplish extraordinary thing if it's based in in a humble, um, in a in a sincere, and authentic approach. Yeah. So, um, I got, um, yeah, I got the uh, super coach award awarded um, out of 500 people, and was at the end the one standing on top.
0: Um, so, so a couple of things. First yeah. of all, massive congratulations to you and the Thank team. You. Uh, but second, Thank you. But second, so first, you mentioned the. And I believe you linked it to the German culture, the desire for structure and for a roadmap, you know, for for milestones, so to speak. Mm, mm, mm. And then you gave us a really interesting example of how moving away from that, i.e. targets, actually led to a much more wholesome accomplishment simply by... Talking to people by being with them, by opening up conversations with them, etc. So it's interesting to see how structure and free flow, so to speak, can coexist. Am, am I right yeah.
1: in, in that observation? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then knowing about you, Christoph, you know, um, I, I think we both um, are after the same thing in that sense, right? And this is probably the reason why we're sitting together as well. And I would love to hear as well your approach on that. Thank you for the question. You know, for me, being German, as you you rightly have pointed out, you know, we are uh, anally at times uh, structured, right? And, I remember at school, Christoph. I would sit there at school. I would prepare for an exam, you know, in my high school times and so on. Uh-huh. And I would prepare for specific questions, right? I would write them down. I would write down answers to those questions uh-huh. and so on. And I tell you this, truth be told, if this question wouldn't have, if this question was not asked in the exact same manner,
0: uh-huh. I
1: would already have, you know, sweat pads under my and on my under um, sure. my um, arms, if you will, because I got so afraid about not knowing the question that just prohibited me from answering the question in the first place. And then, you know, 10 years fast forward of 15 or so, and you go to Australia and it, it teaches you the complete opposite. It teaches you how to <laughs> work with and be effective in free flow and in uncertainty. And I think as leaders, as, we, as, as our listeners listen as well, I think we all need to embark on that journey of, of being effective within structure. Because as we look at KPIs nowadays in this corporate world that is just driven by by it, uh,
0: uh-huh. I
1: think, and through project plans, I think we need to have a strong eye on that for sure in terms of meetings and all, all those um, incredibly fruitful things. But also we need to adapt and we need to understand the, the volume and the capacity and the, and the urgency and all that that comes with uncertainty and in a, in, a, in a VUCA world, in a world that is just volatile, left, right and center, I think we really want to harness the skill set more and more to find an equilibrium between both worlds where, where I feel really the magic happens. But how do you see that? I'm uh, interested as well, well.
0: Since you're asking the question how I see it, it's interesting, Seth because as I was listening to you, the image of a car on a motorway came to mind. Now, I don't know <laughs> if that's because you're German and the car comes to the <laughs> front, I don't know, but I'm going to go with it because it's almost like the highway or the motorway is the structure and the combination of the KPIs and the goals and the, the mission, etc. cetera. But the car on that road can be in cruise control if you let it. Or you can be very mechanical about it and you can shift gears all the time. You can look left and right and you can get very frantic and anxious about driving or the way you mm. drive down the motorway. That's what happens when managers micromanage people and actually cause accidents and you know, cause cars to crash either with each other or against the, you know, the, the, the barriers on the motorway. Whereas when you allow cars to be in cruise control you know that the cars will reach the destinations anyway, but they will do it in a much more confident, comfortable, you know, one piece way. And I think that's the analogy that I wanted to share. And that's my answer to your question. So how do you see it? It's about trust that um, free flow can actually inspire employees to to show up better and express themselves better. And from that, it's a ripple effect. Teams teams, yeah. better together. Everything works better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. It's just, um, it's, it's really honed in on so many important points. And you, you spoke about trust and <clears throat> the beautiful analogy you use. And I really want to add to that as well by saying that, you know, we are all, not all, but the, the corporate world at times is just driven by this shark-like mentality of trying to capture market share and so on. Mm. Um, and, and I think, you know, what we forget um, um, often, particularly in times of, of pressure and stress that comes with a shareholder satisfaction and, and so on, mm. is the fact that we're all human beings and we all um, want to do... And feel a few 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 emotions, which probably have to do something around the line of belonging, um, feeling trusted, feeling worthy, feeling a sense of of contribution, right? And you know, I see over and over again the managers that are able to open up in moments of pressure and invite people to to contribute and invite people to. To really add to the mix and and expand, you know, in moments of pressure um, rather than contract, which most companies do. You know, if there's if there's a shortfall in, in whatever in revenue, or so what most companies do is to say, okay, I'm cutting costs, right? Yes. But I think I invite everyone to have a think about the fact that in moments of pressure and the moment of significant um, challenge, if we contract. You know, challenge or contraction feeds contraction. The only way to get out of it is either to let go and to move on or to expand. Mm. And I think that, you know, if we are able to um, to harness this and to really internalize and walk in towards people and looking fear straight in its face and say, let's have a conversation, here. let's have an adult conversation about this concern we both have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because we both want the same, we both want the same thing. We both want the uh, success of our of our company, for example. Mm-hmm. And invite people to trust each other, and invite people to contribute, and invite people to really be part of that bigger conversation. I think we all flourish. Um, we nurture that seedling with mm-hmm. sun, with a well-soiled ground. Uh, with some water and so on for that seeding to grow into a plant and eventually into a beautiful tree that provides us with apples and nourishes our body again and i think that is
0: so so crucial Mm. 100 percent agree hey seb you obviously live and breathe learning and development and personal development Mm -hmm. i love it Uh, how do you keep your own cup full when you have Either given a lot of yourself or you're about to give a lot of yourself to groups of people, how do you strike the balance
1: it's an incredible question you know? and there's a very quick answer and a very long winded answer and I'm going to try to find the middle way here because you know the quick answer is that you know the 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 very fact that I feel I contribute to the world nourishes me That's okay. a very simple, straightforward. Um, I think most people can relate to that. So I urge everyone to look deep and to understand what they're passionate about and really follow that. Uh-huh. And you are a very good example of that, Krista, because I believe that if we have a bit of, more, of a longer conversation, you probably can share as well moments when you didn't quite live that passion that you very clearly live by now. That's why um, I think why we're both sitting here. Um, the more long-winded answer uh-huh. is that life is an in and out. You know, life is a is a is a constant fine tune of you flying this airplane, and you know possibly the destination. If you don't, let's figure that out together. Uh-huh. But as we know the destination, the purpose, the passion we are after in life, I think it's not just about locking the steering wheel and sitting sitting and sleeping. You know, on on the back seat as a, as a pilot. As a pilot, you're constantly asked to look at the winds, look at the currents in the air, look at the, the weather, look at making fine adjustments and sometimes radical adjustments as well, right? To, to fly under or fly over or fly, you know, mm. uh, beside or kind of bridge that hurricane that's about to emerge, right? And so the truth is that it's a constant tuning in to yourself to understanding where are you at on that scale of of. Of urgency to to relax, right? And what I say sometimes to my consulting clients, Christophe, is the fact of this uh, metaphor in a a metaphorical sense of understand how hot you are, meaning that understand how close to the source of fire you are right now. Mm. Meaning that if you are about to burn your hands and you're embarking on a meeting or on a conversation or in general on a busy period in your life. Acknowledge and honor yourself by saying, you know what, I need to offset this this strenuous pressure in life right now by just offsetting this with equal amount of relaxation, by cooling down, right? And for me, life is all about this evolution. Life is all about growth, even for people who don't admit or, or are unconscious about them wanting to grow somewhere let me tell you you're all on that journey of evolution and so in that sense it is really a beautiful and a a gift to be able to acknowledge you know where are we at in the scale of 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 hotness if you will and when do I have to Uh pull down meaning when do I have to apply some strategies around mindfulness when do I have to you know, I love hiking, Christoph. And my way of relaxing mode is really to going in nature and, and putting my backpack on and getting dirty and connecting to the earth and connecting to the trees and breathing. Mm-hmm. Very simple. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have any fancy um ways of meditating. You just make space for for mm-hmm. yourself, allowing yourself again to connect into yourself and hand to the world, right? And the truth is to to, to finalise your question or your my answer is It's a constant readjusting, constant tuning into where you are at to apply the right way of moving forward. It may be that you go full out and say, I have some capacity, energetic ways of really moving right now into facing life. And sometimes as well, it's about acknowledging the fact that I'm right now quite vulnerable, to be quite honest. And I'm quite weak and I need right now my partner or myself to just relax a little bit and to find some, some peace within life, right? And to be okay with that, to, to not feel guilty. And guilt to be okay about with that. It. Yeah, because that's
0: guilt is a big one for, for people in our field because we, 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 we live and breathe what we do. And then when we don't do it, it's almost like, you know, you feel guilty for not doing it. So it's about recognizing that rest is essential.
1: Absolutely. You know, I we could not survive without sleep.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I resonate highly with both of your approaches—the the short and the long explanations that you kindly shared with the audience. Because the first one is, I I agree. It's what you do is what fuels you, what makes you happy. So you need you you charge yourself by doing what you love. It it fuels you. It fills your cup. So the cup never runs dry so to speak i always use the analogy of a a dynamo you generate your own energy as you go along but sometimes and this is where i'm linking now to the second part of your answer and you use the metaphor of an aircraft flying through clouds and storms etc i sometimes say to my clients look just because you're a a super jet or a, or a, a super jumbo doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that your plane doesn't have to come down and refuel from time to time. And even when you're on the ground and you're refueling, you're still a jumbo jet. So, you know, don't think that Mm -hmm. you're less for slowing down. You actually need to refuel so that you can take off and go again. It's it's as Mm -hmm. simple as that. But sometimes people need to be reminded of it.
1: Yeah, and you spoke about that guilt, you know, and <clears throat> I think I remember as well years ago to reflect on what you just said. Thank you for sharing that, Christoph. You know, I I quite honestly, and we may have, you know, listeners right now on the line, that the belief that constantly working towards the objectives, constantly flying the super plane, if you will, without fueling is the only way of getting there. And what I mean by that is that years ago I saw it honestly a waste of my time to sit down and meditate and I thought to myself how can I possibly achieve my objective if I sit (laughs) down and meditate like you know in this western world right it's about moving and working towards something and then you carry the same strategy into the eastern philosophy and that tell you you're crazy why would you do that right Uh and I think um, in the modern in the modern age I think Truth resides somehow in between, you know, um, by acknowledging the fact that we are a super plane and feel uh, strong and powerful about that, as well as acknowledging those weak and vulnerable moments when we say, you know, we have to feel, this is, a, this is just journey of, of us being human and there's everything right about it. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Sab, thank you very much for sharing some of your journey which has been fantastic i strongly encourage our listeners to visit your website and read your story about what happened in australia how you transformed yourself they can find information about your book on there as well thank you also for sharing your insights and your wisdom where can people get in touch with you sep
1: I would love to connect with people on either platform they're on. You know, I, you know my name. You can look that up. So I really I love having conversations with people either on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or alternatively, you can shoot me a message as well on my, on my website, sebwichman.com. Regardless, I'd love to connect and i love to, to hear from, from, from everyone.
0: Seb, on behalf of the listeners and myself, thank you for being a beautiful guest.
1: And no, thank you. Hear-
0: we wish you all the best for a relaxed and
1: enjoyable conference later today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Christoph, for everything you do. I think we need more people like you Especially. in the world, everyone out there. Uh, find your passion, look after yourself, you know, connect to, to Christoph in particular. I think he's an incredible person and uh, much love to everyone. Bye for now, Seb. Bye for now. All the best.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are enjoying Behind the Scenes of Happiness, why not leave us a rating or write a review on your favorite podcast platform? For more information about me, please visit christophspeasons.com where you can find more inspirational podcast recordings as well as inspirational spiritual talks. You will also find all the links to my various social media channels. That's it for now. I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Bye for now.